Welcome everyone again, Pranam. So this is uh, talk number four out of five um, about the life of Swami Bivi Tripurari, my Guru Maharaj. Um, Could they hear me before? Okay. Let's see. And um, so in the first class, um, I, was, um, I was talking about Guru Maharaj's previous life and his early time in this life before um, joining, joining the Krishna consciousness movement. And then in the second one, uh, his time in uh, Srila Prabhupada's formal mission is gone and then in the, um, uh, the one last week uh, his time with Srila Srila Maharaj and then also his time with Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj and uh, in this talk um, I will go from uh, 1999 until now and um, I may I may be going uh, a little bit back and forth, not always following like a chronological uh, order, because um, there are so many like layers, um, um, the kind of uh, layers I'm thinking of is um, uh, the places where Guru Maharaj has been uh, preaching, uh, the books he has been writing, and the, the ashrams he has uh, established and um, so I will uh, pick up where I left off last time and um, that was when he when Guru Maharaj was moving from uh, his uh, like kind of preaching center in uh, in Eugene in the state of Oregon and moving down to California to um, to kind of uh, retreat, sort of from the world. He was his plan was to uh, stop initiating um, and not be like traveling so much and preaching, but but mostly staying in one place and write books and in that way uh, nourish the the Vaishnav community. Because he was thinking that there are anyways so many others who are going around everywhere and, and preaching and initiating, but um, to kind of to do the service to just sit down and um, and really um, uh, yes, <laughs> thank you, um, and really kind of think through the whole. Uh, philosophy and um, and give uh, like deeper explanations to to all the concepts. Um, this was, this was a service that that was more um, uh, required and something that he was also more drawn to. 
um, but it didn't last for for very long before um, he was kind of drawn out to to go to different places because people uh, like as he has explained like once you uh, like write books and they come out um, then people become uh, attracted and, and they want to hear more and they some people want to get initiated so so then kind of the um, the preaching was um, uh, kind of starting again and having um, kind of having a mission again um, so when Guru Maharaj moved from Eugene to um, Mendocino County in California. Uh, he was working on writing his Bhagavad Gita commentary. And um, he also had um, in mind at this time to, um, uh, to kind of establish places, um, ashrams that would correspond with the books so that um, when people read his books and then they come and visit him at the ashram, uh, it should like make sense for them that, okay, if he is writing a book like this, then it makes sense that he is living in a place like this. So um, he, uh, he established Audaria there in Mendocino in California. And uh, he, he lived there with only a few disciples, uh, three, three disciples or so. And, uh, and his plan was, was to continue like that. And, um, but they were doing like pioneering, like they, they bought the land for establishing Audaria. Um, and, um, Uh, so, so in the beginning, when they came there, there was there was no buildings or anything. So they were just living in tents and um, and just like showering by hanging um, a plastic bag with water from a, from the branch of a tree and just standing under that and and showering. And so Guru Maharaj, he was he was finishing his Bhagavad Gita commentary, like finishing to write it while he was still living in a tent. So he would just kind of. Um, in the daytime, he was just sitting on on a um, like like on a chair with a small desk, just just outside in nature, and uh, and writing, and um, and uh, when he was when he was done writing and and. Um, and was going to publish it he, he wrote a foreword so so he was kind of complete with the whole book on Advaita Saptami in uh, in the year of 2000 I believe if it was not 2001 um, and he dedicated the book to the great grand disciples of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur so it's, it's an interesting way to, uh, to put it, I think. 
Um, so, so one time I asked him about that, like, um, like what was the purpose of uh, saying it in, in that way? And because um, I was reasoning, like it, it makes sense, like um, because it, it's a short way of saying like, um, like the grand disciples of Srila Prabhupada and Srila Shida Maharaj and, and Srila Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj and so on. Um, but he, he simply answered, it's, it means it's for you. It's for people like you. So, uh, so he meant that like for, for like his, his own disciples and, and, and disciples of uh, his peers, kind of those who are uh, like in the same generation as him. Um, so the deities that, that he installed there in Atodarya was uh, was the ones that, that he had before from his his previous uh, temple in Eugene, uh, big murtis of uh, Shri Shri Gauranitai, and. And they, he has explained um, because he he got the small Gauranitai deities um, in the seventies on the instruction of Srila Prabhupada, and and um, uh, they are both um, with their uh, with their arms up, but these. Um, uh, these the big deities. Then Mahaprabhu is with uh, one hand up and one hand out, and Nityananda is with two hands um, reaching forward. And Guru Maharaj has has uh, shared that um, that form of Gauranitai came came to him like from from worshiping from worshiping the small Gauranitai deities. He was inspired, to, like in his heart, to see them um, in the way that, um, uh, that uh, like in the in the position that the the big deities are. Um, so, so as he has explained, I will, I will also give other uh, another example of that. But he's he says like. Um, um, He's kind of saying that, that those those big deities came out of the small deities, and so, so they so they 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 are the main deities there at uh, at Audarya. and of course the the name Audarya is um, uh, it's it's the quality of Gauralila, uh, and it, it means uh, Audarya means generosity. And um, like we often hear this um, kind of description that Gaura Lila is Audarya Lila and Krishna Lila is uh, Madhurya Lila. And so it's, it's very fitting then that, um, that his other ashram that he established in 2007 in Costa Rica is, is called Madhuvan. So you have the Audarya and you have the, the Madhu, the Madhurya. Um, because at, at Madhavan there is uh, deities of Krishna Balaram uh, as the main deities on the altar. And um, 
but that is uh, jumping ahead a little bit. So, so back more to uh, around the year of uh, 2000. Uh, Guru Maharaj was not only writing uh, the Bhagavad Gita, he was also working on other uh, writing projects. For example, he established the Sangha newsletter, which was uh, questions and answers uh, newsletter, which was which had which got a very big um, uh, readership. Um, it had ten thousand people subscribing to to that newsletter and, and also sending in questions. And, and Gurmaj was giving his very um, like deep and dynamic answers. And there are like so many topics. If you, if you go through those archives, um, you will just get to kind of, uh, you kind of get a new, a new worldview, <laughs> you can say. Um, and, it's, and it's very soothing and refreshing and uh, uh, just, yeah, very, very um, um, powerful way of preaching and uh, that newsletter was um, taken care of by uh, Brahma Das who was um, one of the two devotees that Guru Maharaj met in 1984 when he had read Srila Maharaj's books um, he met the two devotees that um, uh, that were publishing Srila Maharaj's books. Uh, so this Brahmadas here, he also moved uh, when Guru Maharaj had moved to Mendocino in, in California. And then uh, Brahma also moved uh, there to a place nearby and, and started a small um, uh, inn. It's like a small little like kind of roadside hotel. And, uh, and doing this kind of editing work for, for Guru Maharaj's uh, Sangha newsletter. Um, Guru Maharaj was also going down every year to, uh, to the Ratha Yatra in San Francisco. And, uh, and also Agnidev Prabhu moved down to, to a city nearby called Santa Rosa. Uh, and so, so, so he, he was going to uh, lead the kirtans at the, the Ratayatra and Guru Maharaj and the other devotees also came to, came to participate. And so, so the, the program was that they would have, uh, Guru Maharaj would prepare the, the devotees before going down to participate in the Ratayatra. So they would have, um, like a, let's say like a five-day festival at Audarya, uh, where Guru Maharaj would give classes on, on Ratha Yatra to get everyone kind of tuned in to the um, uh, mood of the Jagannath Puri Ratha Yatra and, and uh, Mahaprabhu's um, feelings for, for Jagannath. And so he would kind of get everyone excited about, um, about that about Mahaprabhu and about Jagannath, Baladev, Subhadra. And then they would all go, go down to San Francisco and, and participate with very um, full absorption. And uh, this also 
reminds me of Rameshwar, who was uh, the kind of temple leader when Guru Maharaj joined Prabhupada's movement in, in the 70s, because, uh, because he, he one time said to Guru Maharaj that, uh, that Ratha Yatra is, uh, because they had Jagannath deities there also in, in, the, in the Los Angeles temple, and Rameshwar told Guru Maharaj that, um, that uh, Ratha Yatra is the one day of the year when you can know what's on the deity's mind. So, so they were kind of like in that spirit when, when they were going down to, to, to Ratha Yatra from Audaria down to San Francisco. Um, and uh, and uh, um, at one of those... Uh, Rata Yatras, um, Guru Maharaj met uh, Krishangi and Kamalaksha, and in that way, the connection was, was made to, uh, to kind of start uh, preaching in Finland, uh, because Krishangi and Kamalaksha would invite him to, to, to have a retreat there um, uh, every summer. So Guru Maharaj started going there, and uh, and uh, one summer he was giving a series of lectures on the Shikshashtakam, and the the devotees there asked him that that this should this should be a book. So uh, so Guru Maharaj started to to put that. Um, Put put the, the ideas from those classes into a book that that then, then became the Shikshashtakam of Sri Chaitanya. So he dedicates that book to his Finnish disciples. Uh, if you look at the first page there, and um, he has talked about his uh, like like research for like writing that that he was he was trying to find commentaries of Shikshashtakam to to kind of draw from. But he couldn't find many. There, there was. It seems like that from the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and un, until the time of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, there was no. There were no commentaries on Shikshashtakam uh, written. So he 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 looked at Bhaktivinoda Thakur's commentary and Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's commentary, and uh, and also that of Ananta Das Babaji. Because uh, like those were the ones he could find, um, so, so he really um, put effort in, into um, um, putting to words like all like there are so many things in, in the Shikshastakam that that can be um, unlocked. Um, so since there were since there hadn't been so many commentaries, he really like did an effort to um, to bring out a, a comprehensive commentary, uh, in, and also of course in in modern language with uh, uh, new insights. Um, I should also rewind again. Like I said, I I will be jumping back and forth because uh, it's hard to keep. A straight line with all of these things, but go, going back to to his his thinking about the, the Bhagavad Gita, um, he has told that uh, when he joined 
the temple as a young brahmachari um, uh, there was there was like a division of devotees like there was the the bhagavad gita devotees and the Srimad bhagavatam devotees so it means like the devotees who like who pr prefer to read the bhagavad gita and think and feel like everything is in there and then there's those who prefer the Srimad bhagavatam and guru maharaj has said that he was always a Srimad bhagavatam devotee and like i mentioned he has uh, read he has studied Srila Prabhupada's Srimad Bhagavatam about 30 times. Um, but he only read the Bhagavad Gita like 10 times, he said. So, so he felt like he, he hadn't done justice to, to the Bhagavad Gita. Like he, he, he felt that Bhagavad Gita deserves more attention from him. So um, he was interested. He was... Uh, he was taking inspiration from those Bhagavad Gita devotees um, because he had heard them say, say uh, such things like everything is in the Bhagavad Gita. So he was uh, trying to find like in what way everything is in the Bhagavad Gita. And, uh, and he got very absor absorbed in that. He, um, he said that every chapter that he was commenting on, he felt like that chapter by chapter, that every chapter was the best one. Like going through the first chapter, then this is the best chapter. And then going to the second chapter, oh, this is even better. And then the third, even better. And, and so on throughout the whole Bhagavad Gita. And, um, and, uh, and he has still said like that he that he felt afterwards or he feels now that so much more could be said like so, so he, he has even um he has talked about like writing another Bhagavad Gita commentary and he has mentioned how Srila Prabhupada also was, was uh saying like that that when someone asked him one time uh, like Prabhupada what will be, be your next book and Prabhupada said yeah I was thinking the Bhagavad Gita and and then, and then uh, some devotees said, but but you you already you already translated the Bhagavad Gita, and he said yes, but it, it can be done so many times. And also Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, wrote two commentaries of the Bhagavad Gita. Um, so. And. Next, I, I want to kind of get into one layer here. Um, like I said, Guru Maharaj kind of connects uh, like his, his places, like his ashrams with his books, that, that he wants them to correspond with his books. Um, and, uh, and he mentions in, in, in his Bhagavad Gita commentary uh, in, in the introduction, that when he was for the very first time on a morning walk with Srila Prabhupada, then Prabhupada was instructing the, uh, the, his disciples to, that, they, that they should also write books. And, and on that same uh, morning walk, uh, Guru Maharaj describes a beautiful vision that he had. Um, and he describes it like this. Uh, 
and this is at a point when Prabhupada and the devotees had become silent. They were just walking in silence. So Guru Maharaj writes, the silence continued and I felt the need to absorb my mind in spiritual thoughts, lest it not take full advantage of the opportunity at hand. Crossing the field as if influenced by a force beyond myself, I thought spontaneously of Vrindavan, Krishna, and his cowherds and cows. Almost effortlessly, my mind became absorbed in a sense of the pastoral setting of Vrindavan and Krishna's leelas of cowherding with his friends. Where were we, really? So, so he had a, like, like a vision of the dham. And, uh, and he has also described another vision of the dham that he had uh, while he was out on book distribution. So after a while, he was, he was sitting down, down on a bench to, to, uh, to take rest a little bit. And, uh, and all, all, all of a sudden, he said that the atmosphere around just changed and it looked like he was in Vrindavan. And he said that he, could, he couldn't see Krishna, but it, it felt as if, as if Krishna was, um, was nearby. And, uh, and he has also described similar things about Audarya, like his, his ashram. Um, like of like waking up in the night and, and just kind of feeling that, that Krishna is, is somewhere here behind the trees. Like I can't see him, but I, I feel like he's like just here. Um, so all this, like his, um, his, uh, meditation on the Holy Dham is, is very, uh, is very connected with his, uh, uh, book writing. Um, and he has also said that, uh, um, well, he, he hasn't made he didn't he, he didn't draw the comparison but, but uh like that i'm doing but uh he has like like it said for example in shastra that that krishna and his holy dham is uh non-different and and guru maharaj has said about his his ashrams that he is non-different from them uh um, one time he expressed it like this. He said that uh, my places are me through and through. Um, and of course, one has to uh, tune into that to be able to see that. And, and uh, studying his books is, is one way of, uh, of doing that. Um, So, I'm gonna also also rewind again and um, give kind of one more layer that uh, that uh, there's a nice uh, statement by uh, my god brother Shama Sundar that he in in one song that he wrote he uh, he calls Guru Maharaj. Uh, uh, the the form of the combined mercy of 
Srila Prabhupada and Srila Shri Maharaj. And, and, and this is kind of what he's manifesting uh, both in his books and in, at his ashrams. And um, Guru Maharaj ha has explained, like, like for example, like uh, Mitra Sen was, was saying in his interview with Archana the other week, that, that people are, are usually, like people aren't really uh, rational uh, in the first place. Like we always have the feeling first and then, then we rationalize. And Guru Maharaj ha has described um, uh, kind of how Srila Prabhupada and Srila Sridhar Maharaj would like complement each other in um, in that sense that that, that Prabhupada was was giving the feeling um, and he was uh, stopping everyone from thinking really like from like they were just um, kind of struck by, by Prabhupada's uh, shakti. And, and very inspired and just working uh, working on that inspiration. And Prabhupada was putting many things in their heart. And, um, and, and Guru Maharaj has explained how that when they came to Srila Siddha Maharaj, it was, um, it was as if like now it's time to think about all these things. Like Prabhupada put all these things in our heart and now it's time to kind of process it uh, with our um, with our intelligence um, to kind of think deeply about about those things that, that um, Prabhupada put in their heart. Um, so, so also like the instruction from from Srila Prabhupada to, to Guru Maharaj was to, to just spread the teachings of Bhakti far and wide, just distribute, uh, just kind of, just kind of, uh, kind of put it out there, just uh, spread seeds and so on. Uh, but then Srila Shri, Shri Maharaj's instruction was, um, it's like a, a follow-up instruction to that. He was saying to, to do relief work. And that is when, when, when all the people who come from, like all the people who came from all that preaching uh, to ISKCON, uh, or let's say it like this, a lot of people had come from all that spreading uh, of bhakti and they had joined ISKCON, but then there was a lot of problems in ISKCON when, when Prabhupada left the world and, and people were uh, leaving ISKCON to, because they were disappointed with all the chaos. So Srila so Shida Maharaj was instructing Guru Maharaj to, to, to kind of try to, uh, to help those people who were, who were leaving, who were feeling disappointed. So to kind of show them that there is an alternative, there is like, uh, there are like still good examples to follow and 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 also to, to like to like um, nourish them because like may, maybe they maybe they weren't leaving ISKCON because they were um, 
like only because of all the, the problems, but also because because maybe they they just weren't getting nourishment. Of course, those two things are related highly. Um, so, so Guru Maharaj is is like offering that uh, next step of uh, of nourishment. And now I want to talk about uh, uh, Audarya and, and, and Guru Maharaj's kind of vision for like what the ashram is for. Um, he has uh, he has um, kind of explained how uh, the Mangala Arati. Uh, like ideally, this is ideally how it should be that you come for the Mangala Arati and you stand in front of the deities and look at the deities and the, the image of them should become imprinted in your mind. And then you carry that impression of the deities in your mind throughout the whole day uh, as you're doing service and you should always be doing service. Uh, this doesn't mean like to uh, um, that you <laughs> that you have to burn yourself out, but it means that you should um, do everything in the context of service. Like um, you should like meditate on um, in what way everything that you're engaged in is service, even if you're resting or uh, if you're reading or chanting. Um, so you, you get the imprint in the morning, uh, carry that imprint with you from moment to moment of service. Um, and then you uh, come back again to the temple in the evening, get the impression from the evening arati. And you, you go to sleep after and you dream about doing seva um, throughout the night. And, uh, and also th this, um, like this shows how, how Guru Maharaj is like uh, creating facilities for and offering those things that he, um, offering opportunities for those things that he has been like engaged in uh, in him uh, by himself um, for a long time like like for example this this like imprint uh, Guru Maharaj has described how uh, when he was a brahmachari he would uh, stand in the morning in, in front of the deities in uh, Los Angeles Shri Shri Radha Krishna and they were, they were getting a new uh, outfit every day, the deities, and, and new ornaments and everything, like a new um, uh, arrangement. So Guru Maharaj would uh, stand before the deities and, and do his japa. And he would look at the deities from, uh, from the bottom to the top and... Um, he would memorize where all the details were like today Krishna is wearing this ornament there and Radha is wearing this thing there 
and what colors uh, and everything and, and all, all those details. Uh, th this is also kind of uh, corresponding with, for example, how he was listening to a lecture of Prabhupada. Um, and then he was able to retell the whole lecture to, to like a god brother or a god sister when they were uh, on their way to, to go out and distribute books. Uh, so, so like in the same way, he was kind of recording in his, in his mind um, and heart um, all the details of the deities. And as he was out on book distribution, he would go through like all those details in his mind, like he would kind of in his, like internally, he would look at the deities fr from their feet and up to the, up to the faces, um, like, like over and over as he was doing, doing his book distribution. Uh, he explained that he, he would stand in front of the deities and chant Japa until something clicked in him and he, he got the inspiration that now, now I, now I want to go out. So, so it was, he was kind of, um charging and like um when and then like when fully charged then go out and and distribute uh and give that charge uh like that's like how uh, how he was so so powerful at, at book distribution he was fully charged and he's just like letting out that charge like there is no um of course there is effort but um uh it's like he says, it's effortless effort. It's just like, it's just charge going out. Um, also, he, he has described uh, like this kind of charging in, in different ways. Also like the, the, the example I gave before about um, preaching, preaching to the devotees about Ratha Yatra and then going to Ratha Yatra. Um, and experience it through that charge um, is an example of the same thing. And also when they were doing book distribution in the seventies, uh, I have heard stories of like how Guru Maharaj would sit with the devotees inside a van and he would uh, read to them, for, for example, from the Chaitanya Charitamrita uh and and explain like give explanations and preach and and at one point everyone would be charged up by that um uh by that hari katha shri krishna chaitanya katha and it was as if they would just burst out of the vehicle to to go out and try to sell the books to people um, and, and, and Guru Maharaj has, when he has given instructions about uh, doing seva at the ashram, he has he has said that like that it, that it shouldn't be just uh, mindless work, like like it, it should all be seen seen in, in connection to Krishna. I mean, it is in connection to Krishna, and, and you should pay attention to that. So, so yeah, I said, for example, like if you're picking weeds in the garden, then you should like meditate that you're pulling out anarthas from your heart. Um, he has also uh, given a nice um, 
correlation with something that's described in, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that describes that uh, like ba Baba Bhakti is, um, uh, is, is like doing Bhakti just um, like directly from the heart. And sadhana bhakti is to um, uh, more like do effort to engage uh, in service and like with the goal of um, becoming, uh, with the goal of attaining bhava. Um, but he is, uh, and at the stage of bhava, like the, for example, the the same activities that we do in sadhana bhakti, let's say we, we open a book to read, that is an effort to, uh, that we are doing um, with, with the aspiration to, to develop bhava bhakti. But for a bhava bhakti, if a bhava bhakti takes the book and opens it, um, that is that in itself is bhava, like it's an, it's an anubhava, it's an, it's an ecstatic movement to like open a book and read or to chant japa or um, do deity worship. It's uh, bhava seva, as it's called. Um, so, so Guru Maharaj has, has given a correlation that um, you can kind of have a touch of what it's like to, to do bhava seva by, for example, listening to a class in your headphones uh, while doing some, some kind of task, like some garden task or something like that, because if, if you're, if you like feel, if you can like feel the inspiration from the, from the lecture, like while you're like doing the act activities, it's like, um, it is, it is like almost like um, Bhava Seva. It's, it is like Bhava Seva by extension, you could say like, um, you become like an, like an um, extension of, of your, your Guru's uh, Bhava Seva. Um, and then, then like, um, then like speaking about uh, dreams, and like like the way Guru Maharaj was describing it, that you should kind of um, get the imprint of the deities in your heart in the morning, and then maintain that vision throughout the day. Try to hold that that vision by living in, in such a way that you're not just spilling it out like you, you live in a way that is holding that um that then like you will be able to, to to like maintain that also in your dream dreaming life at night and guru maharaj is is a very beautiful example of that um because for him like when he's coming coming to mongol arti it's not that he is only um like endeavoring to to get an imprint uh, that will last and then um, help him, but he already has the imprint from um, from his night, from from sleeping. He is already like doing service there, and coming to coming to Mangalarti is just continuing. Um, it's like twenty four hours uh, engagement uh, in in Bhajan, and there was I have one beautiful memory about that it's uh one thing one time i was when i was offering rt uh in, at one mongola rt 
um, when I came to the point where, uh, like, let's say, for example, I, I don't remember which article I was offering at the time. Uh, if it was maybe the, the, the Chamara or something. So, that, so then when I had offered the Chamara to the deities and, and I turned around to offer the Chamara to the devotees, then Guru Maharaj and the devotees were running around in a circle and they were, they were chanting Nitai Chaitanya Bole Nachri Amarman Nitai Chaitanya Bole Nachri Amarman Nachri Amarman Nachri Amarman And uh, like, but, but very <laughs> kind of loud and enthusiastic and uh, and after the RT was over, Guru Maharaj just told us that that um, before before he came came to the Mangal RT, he he had a, uh, he woke up from a dream that he, that he was doing just that that he was running in a circle with the devotees and chanting that bhajan of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, or chanting that kirtan of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and. Uh, also, there's another sweet um, anecdote um, was that he, um, uh, he he used to be uh, engaged quite a bit in uh, discussions online about um, about Gaudiya Vaishnava philosophy, and there was one one evening where he had been engaged in a discussion for some time, like with some god brothers and other devotees. And, uh, and it, it had kind of become a, a debate. So there was a lot of um, arguments going back and forth. And at one point, Guru Maharaj just, just said that, that I apologize, but now I have to leave because I have cows to milk in my dreams. So, <laughs> so that's how we ended this, the discussion that day. And uh, many other examples of Guru Maharaj sharing about his dreams. Um, so I also, let's see here. So at Audarya, there's a, um, there is a morning song, uh, like the, the Mangala Arati's Arati song. It's a it's a song that he um, he kind of gave the idea, and then he he got help from some devotees to to write it in Bengali. Um, but it's it's a vision of um, uh, of the the morning time of uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, it begins with um, with like all the all the devotees coming to and going towards Mahaprabhu's temp, uh, like home, or in the case of the ashram, then it's all the devotees coming to the temple in the morning. And then it describes how Mahaprabhu is is laying in bed and he he wakes up from the sound of the uh, of of the parrots who are. Um, singing about Radha and Krishna. Then he sits up in bed and meditates on Radha and Krishna. Then Nityananda Prabhu comes to his door with some other devotees and Sachimata comes to wake up Mahaprabhu. 
and um, Mahaprabhu goes out in the courtyard and uh, devotees come with camphor lights and offer arati to him. And it is at the end of this song that uh, I mentioned in, uh, in one previous class that Guru Maharaj, he, he put his, his um, uh, a prayer that he had had in his brahmachari days to kind of share that with his disciples that, that they can also pray like that. He he put his prayers in, in into words there. That um, he was the prayer that he had when he was young. It was that please let me be sincere about being sincere. And and the way it is expressed in the song is that uh, one day I hope to say uh, honestly that I don't want anything else than love for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, and in the evening at Adarya, we, we were singing, singing the Gauda Arati of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And Guru Maharaj has, has also to kind of uh, explain how he feels about that song, uh, like what he's seeing when he hears that song. He wrote a poem. And I want to share that here also. May this ritual of light bring an end to the night of my life in the shadow. From darkness to light, beautiful, bright, and more, the arati of Nitai Gaur on Ganga Devi's shore. These brothers too, and Sri Guru stand before me, calling from circumference to center. My mind attentive, earth, fire, water, ether, air, and more, offered one by one, ahankara undone. In Sadaka Deha now I stand at Yoga Peet, the land, Sadaka Siddhabhumi. I pray Gurudev Tumi Kripa Kori, only then can I offer Arati to Gauranitai, tear in my eye, lamp of love, my heart to shine. So, and um, so, so that is uh, something about his Audarya ashram. Um, to say something now, it's already very late, um, but just to, to to say to like mention something uh, about Madhuvan. Like I said, like you have Audarya, and then you have the Madhu. Uh, Madhurya, Madhuvan. Um, there are the deities of uh, Sri Krishna Balaram, Daoji Gopal. And just like Guru Maharaj explained with the big deities of Goranitai coming out of the small deities, uh, he has said the same thing about Daoji Gopal, that the, the, the kind of human-like uh, human uh, deities of Daoji Kupal came out of the worship of the uh, Krishna Balaram uh, Govardhan Shilas. And yesterday, uh, Chitta Hari told the story of um, picking up those Shilas at, at Govardhan in his interview. Um, and uh, there, there is a lot to, to share there also about Madhavan. Um, 
Guru Maharaj was um, has told <laughs> like the story of how how it kind of clicked with um, the owners of that land, like that they were they were much in in need to to sell the land because of the situation that they were in, and um, and Guru Maharaj was look, looking for a piece of land and um, like they they were actually praying. And the owners said they were they're Catholics, so they were praying to God that they would find um, a buyer for the land. And Guru Maharaj was praying to find land, so it was a like a, a divine connection. And uh, Guru Maharaj has has described very poetically how uh, the land there at Madhavan has been waiting for Krishna Balaram to come for centuries, like all the generations of. Uh, animals and um, and birds and everything have all been just been waiting for Dajigopal to appear. Um, then we also have the Saragrahi Ashram in North Carolina, and um, and there is there you have both Gauralila and Krishna Lila because it's the deities there is is uh, Gora Radha Madhava. And, uh, and Guru Maharaj does uh, stress very much that uh, ultimately there is there is no difference between Gora Lila and Krishna Lila because Gora Lila is an extension of Krishna Lila. Uh, in the same way, uh, Navadvip is an extension of Vrindavan. It can also be seen the other way around that Krishna Lila comes from Gora Lila. It's explained like that in, in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Of course, it, it's all just going around. It's there's no. It's like the chicken, chicken and the egg. Or, um, so, um, so Saragrahi, which means uh, essence seeking, is to see that essence uh, that that Gora Lila and Krishna Lila is the same. Like um, like Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, um, Mahaprabhu Shri Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahe Anya. That um, Mahaprabhu is none other than Radha Krishna combined. And Srila Shida Maharaj has um, written a very beautiful song about this uh, that he calls Shri Saraswati Arati. So it's like an Arati to to Bhakti Siddhanta, but it, it's mainly glorifying this vision that Bhakti Siddhanta had of uh, Mahaprabhu and Radha Krishna. Of course, it's it's not some, not something that um, Bhakti Siddhanta invented, uh, but he was um, he really put emphasis on it by starting to inst uh, install deities of Mahaprabhu next to Radha Krishna, and there is a beautiful song. Uh, that Srila Shri um kind of puts light on this um, uh, like in, in, uh, this relationship with, like between Bhakti Siddhanta and, and those deities and so I want to read that, the, the translation of that here also and I think I will finish with that um all glory to the voice of Sri Gauranga, the embodiment of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's mercy, 
Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He manifested Sri Gauranga's service for the upliftment of the world. His teaching of devotion is pure, brilliant, and enlightening. All glory to the combined form of Sri Sri Radha Sham, Sri Gaura Roy on the right, Sri Radha on the left, and the dark cover boy himself in the middle. Vrajas Rasa manifests in a new way in Navadweep. Madhura Rasa dresses newly in benevolence. So, so there, there it mentions in the Bengali uh, udare, which is the kind of, um, it's a form of the same word of audarya. It says udare madhura raga abhinavasaji. Sweet divine love, Vraja's essence, reaches its climax in Sri Gauranga's pastimes. Sri Gauranga earnestly embraces Sri Radha's heart and halo and takes his place on the right to show his rasa's glory. Seeing Krishna's secret endeavor to taste her threefold rasa, Radha is fulfilled and smiles gently. Remaining in the middle, the flute player declares with the song of his flute, with Radha's wealth, I am Gaurasundar. If you serve Gauranga, my form, which is cherished in the temple of Radha's heart, will be fully revealed to you. Gauranga Mahaprabhu appeared in Nadia, and Providence combined the savior of the fallen, the Kali Yuga avatar within him. This type of arati is unknown to Brahma and Shiva. Only a recipient of Sri Gauranga's devotees' mercy re reaches such perfection. Devotees see this arati by the mercy of Sri Swarup Damodar, Sri Ramananda Roy, Sri Rupa, Sri Sanatan, Sri Raghunath, Sri Jiva, and their associates. All glory to Sri Guru Gauranga and Radha Govinda Sundar. All devotees glorify them always and forever. So, so here I will end. And uh, there are many things in my notes that I, that I didn't um, really have time to elaborate on. But um, of course, Guru Maharaj, uh, other than the Shikshashtakam and Bhagavad Gita, he also wrote um, his commentary to Gopal Tapani Upanishad. Uh, sacred preface, um, helped writing Oh My Friend about Srila Prabhupada's inner life. Um, he wrote a book called uh, A Form of Beauty, which is uh, describing uh, different leelas of Krishna accompanied by paintings of uh, a very uh, good artist named uh, Sharma, B.G. Sharma. He also, there's also a small book called um, Songs of Mercy, I believe, uh, that he wrote together. It's both his writings and those of Bhakti Balatirta Maharaj. Um, let's see if I have a list here. And also, I should mention that he he started preaching in in, in Poland, in the in the um, kind of mid. 
2000s and also in Portland um, up in the state of Oregon and uh, in UK and in North Carolina. He started having doing the Swami call that we have still have every Sunday started um, from the, the preaching he did in North Carolina. Um, yes, th there are many, many things to mention. Um, uh, he, uh, he, he, he did the, the kirtan for the reinstallation of uh, Srila Prabhupada's Murti at, uh, in Vrindavan in 2007, um, which is very, very significant and deep uh, and sh um, a beautiful um, uh, kind of um, outward example of, of Guru Maharaj's intimate connection with Srila Prabhupada. Um, and like just the synchronicity of, of how that happened with him visiting Vrindavan uh, after not having visited Vrindavan for many years. Um, yes. Um, so, so I will end there if anyone wants to add any comments or ask any questions. Okay, so Sakyarati is asking here how it came, how Guru Maharaj came to name his Sangha as Sri Chaitanya Sangha. Because as I mentioned in the previous lecture, um, Guru Maharaj's mission used to be called the Gaudiya Vaishnav Society. Uh, but that, um, uh, that kind of formal mission was uh, closed down in, um, in 1999. And then it was simply Audarya, or the newsletter was called Sangha. Um, but now the, the mission is called Sri Chaitanya Sangha, and that actually comes from uh, Brigupad from Finland. Did they come up with the name? Yeah. Yeah, I know they made a group, but yeah. did, did they come up with the name? I thought together. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so anyone can correct me on this if I'm wrong, but um, they had made an association in Finland for devotees to, uh, to come together from different sanghas uh, as they were not allowed to participate in, in the Iskand temple, like they felt that they want to have some kind of association, so they, they called it Sri Chaitanya Sangha. And, and when Guru Maharaj heard that name, he, he liked it. So he, kind of, he, he just, he took it and used also for his own uh, mission. And it's also very appropriate uh, if, if you look at that, that history then because uh, our Sangha is made of, from, of devotees from, from many Sanghas. And also we, um, we relate with many Sanghas. Um, So there is a question from Vrajahari, if you can translate for me. Um, Ananga Manjari, can you, can you hear me? Can you translate the question? And also, I'm sure. 
I cannot hear her at least. Okay, now I can hear you. Sorry, I didn't hear you before. I'm very sorry. Can you repeat one more time? Because there's a lot of noise in the background here in my place. Hmm. Oh, yes. So I will repeat the question because on Facebook they cannot hear the Spanish uh, side. Um, so Vrajahari is asking if, if there's any particular place in India that is, that is especially dear to my Guru Maharaj um, that, that uh, would be considered a place of pilgrimage, uh, like for us, for his disciples. Um, and I think there are many places. Um, I guess I, I I couldn't say just one, but um, but I, I can say I can say one thing that that, Prabhupada, uh, that, that Guru Maharaj has um, thought about that he hasn't done, but that is that is to. To go to go around and visit the samadhis of the Dvadasha Gopals. Um, those are the the like twelve kind of closest followers of Nityananda Prabhu, uh, and and they were preaching in different uh, like like villages in India, and there like many of their samadhis are still there. So, so he would love to to one day go and, and like and like visit those samadhis. Um, otherwise, uh, the Krishna Balaram temple in Vrindavan is very special, of course, Prabhupada's temple, uh, given how, how deeply connected Guru Maharaj was with um, help, helping Prabhupada um, uh, to, uh, to like build that temple like by, by raising, raising money for, for building the temple. Mm. Yeah, if if I if I can think of more specific examples, I will I will I can I can write to you, uh, Brajahari. Hari Bol. Hari Bol. Hey, thank you for the interesting talk once again. Um, I have a question about Audarya, uh, like you told this beautiful background story for Madhuvan, like uh, how the prayers kind of uh, called Guru Maharaj to come there. So do you know if there's some kind of uh, like similar story to Audarya as well? Like how did Guru Maharaj find the place and uh, how did he know that like this is the place where I want to build my ashram? Mm, so the only thing I remember hearing about that was like that they were visiting different places, um, Guru Maharaj and those few devotees who, were, who came with him. Um, and that's what is now Audarya was, was one of them. And, and I think Guru Maharaj at first was not, um, was not really sold on, on that place specifically. 
Um, uh, but it's, but of, of course, like, like, like I said, also he, um, he, uh, he, he found Krishna there, or, or you could say he, he established Krishna there. <laughs> um, but he has said about Saragrahi when he found, found the land that's, uh, that, that then was Saragrahi, like um, uh, he was saying that when he came on, onto that land, it, it was as if hearing Krishna playing his flute in one ear and Balaram blowing his horn in the other ear. Uh, so thank you for bringing the topic up because that made me remember that. So I hope that's um, that's something. Okay. Okay, so we'll stop here and uh, next Friday will be the last one. And uh, and so so if since the first episode was about Guru Maharaj's previous life, and this episode is until now, then the the, the last episode next week will be about Guru Maharaj's uh, next life, about his upcoming life. So that will be very exciting. So see you all there, and see you all um, for the other. Tatvaviveka programs and uh, thank you Anangamanjari for translating and uh, yes have a nice week Gaura Premanande Haribol Haribol Siamananda Prabhu Ki Jai Vaishnava Sangha Ki Jai